Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where a Karen gets her own business shut down. Our next Reddit post is from Indigo Wolf. I used to work at a bar as the only female security. They'd had some very bad things happen when a man followed a woman to a bathroom, so they needed a woman that could keep an eye on what happened there. The bar got into legal trouble all the time. The bathroom thing above, fire marshals closing them on a busy weekend night for being way over capacity, and the liquor board had pulled their license once already for over-serving and serving minors with pretty obviously fake IDs. I was one of the new security hired to help resolve all this. It was so bad that we had to be trained by a government ATF person and get a card to prove that we knew how to spot and stop over-serves, and also spot fake IDs. I think the real reason they hired us was to have scapegoats on the ready for the next time they did this. So, I worked there for a while, doing my best. The owner's wife was the worst. She was always drunk, always had her friends in the bar, and bent the rules for them. She thought that she was Lady Jesus and we should all be kissing her feet because she was the owner's wife. I mostly stayed out of her way and had no issues, but many coworkers complained about her. One night, some dude gets sick on the way to the bathroom. I cut him off and he ends up getting escorted out by his less drunk friends. I noticed a man sitting at the bar watching this. He had creased slacks, a jacket indoors on a summer night, and no drinks in his hand. I started watching him, and I noticed the badge under his jacket. Aha! He was here to watch if we were over-serving. A little later, a woman came to the bathroom, drunk enough to need to hold onto the walls for dear life. I cut her off, and the lady screamed at me, and then went into the bathroom and tried to wash off the giant black Sharpie X's from the back of both of her hands. I warned her that she would be kicked out of the club if she continues. She screamed again and staggered out of the bathroom. About five minutes later, the owner's wife is in my face, screaming at me. The woman I'd cut off was one of her friends, attending a bachelorette party in the VIP section. And somehow, I was supposed to magically know that she was a VIP. Also, I was apparently supposed to break the law for her because she was a VIP. So she and I get into a screaming match where I told her that her husband had hired me to make sure the law was followed. I also started to tell her about the cop at the bar, but she screamed in my face, Shut your mouth and get out of my bar! She fired me on the spot. I didn't bother waiting to see if her husband agreed. It was known that she wore the pants in the relationship. I complied. I shut my mouth and left her bar. I walked past the cop, still sitting at the end of the bar near the bathrooms where the screaming match had just taken place. I made eye contact with him, gave him a slight nod, to which he responded by looking at the boss's wife, rolling his eyes and smiling at me as I left. They got shut down that night for over-serving the bachelorette party. This time, they went out of business because of too many strikes against them. Our next Reddit post is from Quixie Quirk. This story harkens back to ye olden days, when Blockbuster and Hollywood Video were the things to do on a family-friendly Friday, and cell phones were still something that most people didn't really consider necessary in the 90s. I took a job at a video store near my house. It was a small family-owned store with three different branches in town. The job was wonderful. I loved movies and games. It was also close to my home and school. I even got free video rentals and a discount from the sub shop next door. The video store was located in a beautiful old building from the 1920s. It had marble stairs and a really amazing cage elevator that led up to the storage and employees lounge. This job was perfect for me. 
The hours were flexible and the pay was decent, but the one drawback to this was my supervisor, Amanda. Seriously, screw Amanda. Amanda was on the older side, and she seemed to not be content with how her life had turned out. As a result, she took out all of her frustrations on anyone that she could, especially on her younger co-workers. If you were a college student like myself, you earned a special extra helping of disdain from her. I mean, really, how dare you decide to actually have aspirations of making more than $7.50 an hour? While I am generally fairly tolerant of people like Amanda, she really went the extra mile to annoy me as much as humanly possible. She was bitter, mean, petty, and did anything and everything she could just to be plain unpleasant. She wasn't even nice to customers. The only upside to this attitude was that she didn't let Karen customers get away with their Karenness. I might have been able to tolerate her more if she had been particularly knowledgeable or good at her job, but she was neither. She only appeared to have the job because of good old nepotism. She was the daughter-in-law of the owner. She knew nothing about movies, games, or gaming systems, or anything that we rented or sold. When a customer had a question, she would pawn them off to another employee. When she had a problem with the computers, who'd she call to fix it? Me. When there was a delivery that had to be checked into the system, who'd she call? Me. When stock needed to be dragged up to the stock room, that'd be me again. Any unpleasant task that came up, she would always try to give it to me. Generally, she just hid in the back watching TV or talking on the phone, which would tie up the store's landline literally for hours, or just doing anything and everything she could to avoid doing her actual job. When I brought Amanda up to Ken, the owner, he simply sighed and gave a pained look, and asked me to just try to bear with it and stay out of her way if I could. I got the distinct impression that Ken didn't much care for her either, but she was his daughter-in-law. He did his best to make sure that I wasn't scheduled to work with her too often. One day, I was on the phone with a customer discussing the late fees on their account when Amanda wanted to make a call. This resulted in Amanda ripping me a new one in front of an entire store of people. It was a Saturday, and we were packed to the rafters. She was yelling so loudly that the woman on the phone asked me if we were being robbed and whether she should call the cops. Before I could answer, Amanda yanked the phone out of my hand and slammed it into the cradle. You are never, ever to be on that phone. You understand me? While I desperately wanted to headbutt her, I bit my tongue, took a deep breath, and counted to 10. When that didn't work, I counted to 20 and then 50. Instead of telling her that I hoped that she would be attacked by rabid wolverines, I simply smiled and said, All right. This seemed to annoy her even more than if I had gotten angry. She stormed back to the office and I took a stream of customers, all of whom asked me if I was okay, and one offered suggestions on how to dispose of a body. But I had to be patient because there were still a few more pieces to be laid out for my malicious compliance and Amanda would not disappoint me. The next piece came perhaps a month later. I'd been at work for about 7 hours of my 9-hour shift. During that time, I'd only seen Amanda once, and that was when she left the store. Considering I only had 2 hours left in my shift and hadn't yet taken a break, I really had to go to the bathroom. I told my coworker I was heading to the restroom. This was, however, apparently not in keeping with Amanda's view for the universe. She actually began to bang and kick the bathroom door, demanding I come out. I took my time, washed my hand, adjusted my hair, and calmly walked out of the bathroom. While she began screaming, I just ignored her and walked up to the front of the store and took the cart of movies to be reshelved. 
She grabbed the front of my cart and swiped the movies off the top of it. She then told me about my questionable parentage, told me that I like to passionately hug mothers, and that I was a female dog. Amanda then told me, in no uncertain terms, that I was to never leave the floor while I was still on the clock. Again, I summoned an inner calm that would have made Gandhi proud. I forced a smile, nodded, and said, All right. While I seemed calm on the outside, I had made up my mind that I would have my revenge. No matter how small, I would have my moment. That shining moment came on a lazy and blissfully quiet morning. Since it was morning, it was just me and Amanda, and I hoped that she would just stay in her office so I wouldn't have to deal with her at all. When I came in, there were workmen in the back working on the elevator. One of the guys came up to me and told me that he needed a part and he would be back tomorrow to finish up the work. This was annoying because I would have to schlep armfuls of heavy tapes up the stairs, but it wasn't the end of the world. Amanda arrived a few hours later and didn't speak a word to anyone. I stood at the front putting, be kind, rewind, stickers on a batch of new arrivals when I noticed Amanda through the back door getting into the elevator. After the repair guy told me that he needed a part, it didn't even occur to me that the elevator had the power on and I had a moment of amusement at thinking that Amanda was going to have to take the stairs. She was, above all, lazy. However, it seemed that the elevator did indeed have power, and it worked. At least, it worked just enough to go half a floor and then stop. It was just close enough to the upper floor that climbing out onto that floor was impossible, and just far enough from the lower floor that climbing out was also impossible. I couldn't believe my eyes. Malicious compliance activated. I couldn't entirely see Amanda as she tried to open the door and get out, but I could hear her. The sounds of frustration increased until I heard the most beautiful sound that I've ever heard. OP! A slow smile, reminiscent of the Grinch, curved my lips. I walked to the very edge of the sales floor and called out, Yes? The elevator is stuck. Can you open the door from your side? I don't know. I can't see it from here. Amanda huffed in annoyance. Well, then get over here and try to open it. I can't do that, Amanda. Why the f*** not? I'm not allowed to leave the floor while I'm on the clock under any circumstances. Are you effing kidding me? You said it yourself, and since I value my job, I can't possibly go against orders. A stream of curses came from the locked and stuck elevator. Call maintenance. The number should be in the office. Trying to sound as innocent and sympathetic as I could while also trying not to burst out laughing, I said, I can't do that either. I'd have to leave the floor to go to the office. You think you're real effing funny, don't you? I don't know what you mean. Call the owner then. I know you know his number. Well, I would, but I'm not allowed to use the phone, remember? Amazingly, there were no curses. There were no screams. There wasn't even one word telling me that my parents were never married. It was just silent. I think for the first time she realized that she might actually be in a little trouble. She was stuck in a position entirely of her own making with no way out of it for the foreseeable future. OP, please, just get me out of here. I'm sorry, Amanda. I'm just following orders. She dropped all pretense of niceness and started screaming at me. Then she sealed her fate. She yelled at me that I was fired. In truth, I really only planned on letting her stew for a few minutes. But after she fired me, nah. I said, I'm fired? Okay, I guess I'll head home. 
Oh, I should also let you know that Bill called, and he said that he would be in at 7 instead of 5. He has to pick up his brother from the airport. So, I guess you'll be in there for a while yet. I hope you've got a book or something. What? You stupid moron! How the f*** do you f- think that you can f- do this to me? When I get out of here, I'm gonna f*** you in your f***ing f*** you f***ing f***. Wow. Okay, yeah, have fun with that. Have a good one. I'll leave my name tag and shirt on the front desk. Wait! Bye! Wait! Don't worry, I'll lock up on the way out and I'll put a sign up so people will know that we're closed. OP, wait! I didn't mean it! Come back! I walked up front and wrote out a sign that we were closed until 7pm due to unforeseen circumstances. (laughs) The very last thing that I heard from Amanda before I opened the door was... But I have to pee! Still snickering to myself, I locked the door and drove the 45 minutes out to Ken's house to let him know the shop was closed. Could I have gone the five minutes to my house and called? Sure, I could have. Did I? Nope. Ken seemed a bit surprised to see me there. I thought you were working today. Oh, I was, but Amanda fired me. She's not allowed to do that. All hiring and firing goes through me. She knows that. Don't worry, I'll call her. I think maybe it's time to talk to my son about her. I can't keep her on with her acting like this. I don't think she'll be able to answer the phone, I said. Ken gave me a long, sharp look as I tried very hard not to smile. Then, I gave up entirely and just smiled broadly back at him. OP? Yes? What did you do? Me? I didn't do a thing. I only followed her orders. Ken leaned down to meet me eye to eye. What happens? I told him the full story, from her telling me that I couldn't use the phone under any circumstances, to her telling me that I wasn't allowed to leave the sales floor when I was on the clock. Then, I told him about her being stuck in the elevator. You didn't tell her the elevator was broken? I didn't even realize it had power. Ken just stood there looking at me, gobsmacked, and then started laughing. I should really go let her out. He paused for a minute, looked down at his dirty hands and clothes, then up at me. But, I really shouldn't leave these flowers half-planted, and then I should probably take a shower. I don't want to make that drive covered in dirt. Oh, of course not. You've got a really nice car, and it'd be a lot of work to get that much dirt out of your seats and carpets. Do you need some help with the planting? Ken nodded solemnly back and gave me another chuckle. It took probably another hour to finish planting the flowers. Ken told me that I'd be paid for the day and sent me home with assurances that I did indeed still have a job and that he would deal with Amanda. I fully enjoyed the rest of my half day off. I did hear from Bill that when he got there, the elevator repair guy had just arrived, and that Amanda ended up spending about five hours stuck in the elevator. After that, I only ever saw her one more time. She glared daggers at me as I waved happily to her as she carried a bag of her things out to the car. Whenever I think about it, I still get a little smile on my face. Besides, I only did what she told me to do. Our next Reddit post is from Available Capital. Once upon a time, I was working a seasonal retail job at a craft store chain. It's important to note that, for the purposes of their sales, lighted tree toppers, lighted decorations, and string lights were all separate categories. On this fateful day, lighted tree toppers were on sale for 30% off. The rest of the lighted decor on that aisle was not. The sales were very clearly marked on the aisles and the packaging itself. It was even listed in the email that Karen was using as her coupon. Karen approaches my register with her tree topper. Typically, the register recognizes the discount and applies them automatically. 
So the register automatically applies a 30% discount. I said, your total will be $18.90. Karen then presented a coupon that she brought with her for 20% off. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. This coupon isn't applicable to sale items. Those aren't on sale. The lights aren't on sale this week. I point to the copy of our sale bulletin. I apologize for the confusion, ma'am. This item actually falls under the treetopper category. You'll see here that it's 30% off. I won't be able to apply the coupon, but with this price, you're already getting the discount. I'm telling you that I don't want the sale, so you are going to take my coupon. I should probably mention that she was in our store at least once a week, always yelling about sales and coupons or something, and then declaring that she was never coming back, only to be back the following week to do the exact same thing. Ma'am, I would have to manually override the sales price and apply the coupon manually as well. Then do it! I'm telling you that it's not on sale and I'm going to use my coupon or I'm going to report you. Yes, ma'am, if you insist. A nearby supervisor gave me the go-ahead. The Karen was not too happy when I did exactly as she demanded and her total came out to $21.60. You're stealing from me! I demand to speak to a manager! I'm never coming back here again! My shift supervisor had been on the next register the whole time to combat the afternoon rush. She took great joy in telling Karen, You have the exact discounted price that you demanded. You can pay for it or leave. And you're never coming back? Do you promise? Karen paid her $21.60 with her head hung low. She was back the next week. That was our slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.